Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girly by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. And talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Bed Hoppers podcast. My name's Mr. H. I'm Mrs. H. Well, actually, you may know us as something else. Carlos Spicy Wiener. And I'm Tits McGee. Are <laughs> <laughs> you laughing at your own joke now? Uh, it's never a joke. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> you always may, been Carlos Spicy Wiener. You may also know us as Simon and Carolyn off the Swingers oh TV show. Oh my God, show. look at you with your real name. I, look, I know, right? I know. And your real name. I know. I know, that's right. <laughs> so the reason why we're using our real names today uh, is not only because they've been broadcast across uh, national television. Um, and but we exist. <laughs> we have actually got real names. We do, yeah. We've not ever used them. <laughs> no. Hey, wench. Do you know what? We don't use real names. I've never used your name. I know. Yours... Unless I'm really pissed off. Well, the, you often refer to me as just Tits McGee. <laughs> anyway, the reason why we've got uh, our real names out and about, yes. we, we wanged them on the table. Mm. How do you like the look of that? That's number wang. <laughs> Thanks. It's because we've got a special guest with us today. Yeah, he has a real name as well. It's a he. It's a he. Holy it is a he. Yeah. Uh, who have we got with us? I don't know. Who is it? All right. It's a very lovely jo- uh, joy. 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 <laughs> joy. Yeah. Um, called Martin. And Martin uh, is um, a fellow celebrity now. Is that he was. Now? Yeah. All right. You may recall him from uh, a recent TV appearance on Channel 4 called Swingers. Excellent. Welcome, yeah. Martin. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Hey, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. That's all uh, right. It's an honour to be with you. Oh, it's very nice. He's very welcome. He's a lovely lad, isn't he? He is lovely. It's a very nice man. <laughs> very, very nice man. So we thought we'd invite Martin onto our show and just talk at him for a little bit of time. <laughs> We've been talking at him for like half an hour now. He's probably fed up. <laughs> no, this is fresh. This is how it starts. Don't give away the magic behind the scenes. There's magic? What? what? Yeah, there's always magic behind the scenes and under the table as well, but he doesn't get to see that part. No, no, no. I know, right? Um, so we thought we'd invite Martin on the show so we can talk about his experience and our shared experience on the Swingers TV show yeah. from Channel 4. So we're going to ask him, ask him loads of questions. <laughs> Has it got Bluetooth, SMS, GPRS? This is it? a running joke that no one understands. I know. Yeah. It's just a running joke that you and I have. <laughs> yes. Which, so someone's probably laughing at it somewhere. but Yeah, someone really confused one day, like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it one day. And then uh, because Martin is a single fella in the lifestyle uh, and in the UK, double points, uh, we thought we'd ask, we'd ask him a bunch of questions about that and his experience. 
Brilliant. But also now we now that we've done that, he knows what we're doing. Yeah. I know. Right. And if all goes to plan, then well done. <laughs> <laughs> Steered it. this ship again. Yeah, crashed the plane effectively, <laughs> I think. So, Martin, can you tell us a little bit about your experience in filming Swingers? What was it like? Um, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought the whole experience was good. It was uh, something new, something completely out of the blue that kind of came for me, to be fair. I saw it as a perfect chance to meet a whole new bunch of people again, which is always great fun for me. And just to get my story out there, I think, to, 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 the, to the world and to the nation about what swinging is to me whereas to others obviously it's still seen as completely different and it is still seen as one giant orgy in a mm. room when everyone turns up which obviously we know it really isn't especially with covid it's all in, it's all in 52 different rooms all connected via zoom <laughs> with perspex yeah. like panels well, between you're all, behind, you're all behind big screens big glass screens you know you're all behind it. it was just something that was good fun i enjoyed it i thought it was great good experience what was it like having a video camera crew following you around because much like us i'm guessing you had them there for the day and there for the evening as well of the night yeah they, they turned up uh they, they turned up on a day in, in in january i believe it was um and filmed me for followed me for the whole day um it was it was very strange i think when the the scene with me ironing my shirt i think i ironed that shirt for about two hours um <laughs> different ways <laughs> different <laughs> my concern was I'm going to burn my shirt here. There's going to be an iron print on my shirt. Uh, but yeah, and it was it was unusual to to do the same thing kind of repeated in different angles and from different places. Was it was weird to kind of do the same thing over and over. I mean, I was filmed doing eating breakfast as well. Um, you know, I think by the time I had uh, by the time I'd finished, my my coffee had icicles on it. Um, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. But no, it was good. It was it was interesting to, to kind of see how see how TV works. I watch a lot of TVs so to see how it works and bit behind the scenes was was really good. It was good. Yeah. It was interesting. So does this mean that we're we're gonna see a Martin based YouTube channel about ironing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think I could actually have, have, have started a YouTube based video of ironing, ironing and. How to eat breakfast. <laughs> we had similar breakfast um, experiences, didn't we? What I really liked about... I was so cross. Well, crumpet. so they, they they let us make a crumpet and filmed us doing that. And Wouldn't so, they meet the plugger though, would they? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing. So Mrs. H said, holding this crumpet in her hands. And, and she's like, can I eat this? Like, yeah. No, no, you can't. Uh, and it was slowly getting closer and closer to her mouth and yeah. they, they sort of almost kept lowering her arm every five Dream minutes smashes. if only they tell me in advance that I wouldn't actually get to eat my own breakfast for like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah I had cereal so I was kind of safe because I always had cereal in my bowl so I was allowed to eat some <laughs> so what was it like behind the scenes were there anything were there any things that didn't make the cut from the final final show there was quite a lot of things actually that didn't, didn't make the cut because obviously I wasn't in it as much as um, yourselves or Siobhan Malika or, or uh, you know, or Justin and Hannah, you know, I wasn't in it as much as everybody else. So I I went and got my hair cut that day. They filmed me going walking into town, getting my hair cut because they wanted it to be mainly about how I would prepare for a night, you know, for a night at the club. So mm -hmm. there was that. There was a bit where I was sat down. We were talking about when I'm going to tell my dad, because that was actually the first time I told my dad was on the camera. Oh, wow. Uh, oh my God. So that wasn't at all staged or anything. That was genuinely, that was the first time you told him. Yeah, that was the first time he knew. What you didn't see is obviously while I was sat there talking to my dad in the background was my stepmom and, and you know, having a conversation. And then she was like, 
Upton and, and things, but that was that was his actual initial reaction to being told because they wanted to film that. They wanted to film the fact that what is it like having that initial reaction? I'm not sure they got the kind of reaction they were hoping for. <laughs> but I, I was I was still quite nervous about telling about telling my dad. No kidding. <laughs> but I knew I I knew what his reaction would be because their 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 whole belief that why the cameras was there was because it was for a thirty something still living at home documentary. <sighs> Oh. oh wow! Oh my god! All right. And that was the hardest thing was when I had to tell my mum because I couldn't do it in person because of COVID. Yeah. When the original date was going to be on, I had to tell my mum over the phone. So that was a bit. Yeah, that wasn't as good. She's still accepting of it and, and things like that. But yeah, obviously that was that was not the way I wanted to tell my mum. But she's they're, they're they're still you know they still they still support me. It's like my dad said, you know, it doesn't as long as you're happy and, and safe, then that's all that matters. So there is. You know, there was over the day, there was quite a lot that they didn't actually show in the show. Mm. Um, I, I mean, it was, what, two seconds of me ironing a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got asked the question, actually, uh, about the elephant. So when I was when I did the, when I was uh, shaving and, and things like that, I said, well, where's that elephant? I said, well, that was my idea. The, the viewer, <laughs> when he wanted to film from a distance with it up high and covering, you know, the, the, the naughty parts. So he wanted to find something that was suitable. I said, yeah, look. That was an elephant. <laughs> oh Did you... you already have the elephant? <laughs> the elephant already. I already had the elephant. <laughs> are you um are you happy with how they portrayed you? I am. I am I'm very happy how, how I was seen and came across. Yeah. Um because I was very nervous because the the thing reason I was nervous was obviously because there was a lot of filming, a lot of questions and trying to recap some of those questions was a bit nerve wracking. Um and I've got a few close friends from um, the website that I talk to quite regularly and they were like um, if you want to come around we can watch it or whatever together you know and we can do it and it's like no it's fine because I actually watch it with my dad oh uh, that's nice I like that yeah. and and I was really nervous about how I would be portrayed because I didn't want to I didn't want to be seen and come across as, as, as cocky or arrogant or anything like that mm. you know because that's that's not me that's not who I am I'm not there is a fine line between confidence and arrogance <laughs> tell me about it man <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and that's not me. So I was worried about how I'd come across, but I thought I came across really quite well. I, I thanked him for that. I thanked thanked Tom for that for, for for what he did with the way he portrayed me. For the record, I I don't think you came across at all arrogant. Um, and I, you know, I have my 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 own thoughts around how single guys generally are portrayed in in the lifestyle. Um, yeah. Some of it's but some of that is based on what I know from having met people and others is, is based on around the stereotypes that unfortunately are perpetuated. But I actually don't think you came across as arrogant at all. I was no, really, I, th- I was like, oh, brilliant. You know, at least they're not, they're not taking that angle. I think, you know? you, I think you did well for, yeah. for putting across the view of single guys being stable, good human beings. Yeah. And fair play to not, you, mate. Not that, all was wankers. A, <laughs> that was a good, good effort. I think we, we, we have missed a trick though. So, and, and I want to pick up on it before we slip away too far from it. He phoned his mum and told her, we could have done that on the fucking podcast. <laughs> so, Definitely missed a trick. Anytime you tell your parents anything, it's got to be a media event now. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll make sure I give you a ring. Go, right, I'm telling this. <laughs> and each time it would be like a bigger and bigger reveal about something. Like God. And, and I want to pick up on the, you know, when, when the program was, was coming out. So for, for a behind the scenes view, there was going to, there was a date where it was going to be coming out a bit earlier and thanks to COVID, it got pushed back a little bit. Oh, it was supposed to be June, wasn't it? Yeah. That's and right. We were, we were all set for it and I'd no 
nervous and then this extra time let those nerves stew a little bit more because <laughs> thinking back to what we'd said and there was a couple of questions we didn't like that we we sort of answered a couple of bits that we weren't keen on but we didn't know whether they were going to make the cut or not yeah. and then yeah. then this trailer comes out on Facebook oh my god <laughs> or a couple of trailers come out what was your thought as soon as you saw that how did you feel well, I was I, I was excited when I saw that there was this this trailer that came out on Facebook where I saw John and things. I was I was it seemed like it kind of fixated on the wrong kind of thing, it cleaning of the club and things like that. And you know, it was it was strange. But John John's a lovely fella, he's a lovely man. And I think a lot of people were very keen on his t shirt that he had while he was um, <laughs> <laughs> while he was doing weights. That t shirt was great, <laughs> oh, wasn't it? um and i think i was like uh i think that's kind of what built my nerves up a bit more as in okay so this is how they've looked at the club how are they now going to have looked at me but yeah i think a lot of things i posted them on my facebook i shared them on my facebook so all the um that video (laughs) the one of siobhan i shared them on my facebook just to kind of see what kind of reaction people would Mm -hmm. give into it yeah, and then I could gauge from there myself what kind of reaction people are going to have from it as well. Um, but I, well, I, I think I was nervous a little bit, and I was a bit like, "Oh, it looks a bit strange." But I trusted Tom, and I trusted the team um, at nineteen eleven to do a good job. I think in I think in most parts they did. Yeah, um, I think we've we've said a few times that overall I think it comes out okay, or at least far better than it could have been and when we look back to the dogging tales on channel four and some of the other things that we've seen it it felt like it gave at least an honest view of Mm. of the whole Uh, lifestyle although i'm interested in in, when you said most part (laughs) what's the well we'll we'll come to that in a minute i'm curious as to how how you felt so you saw the trailer and you're thinking okay all right and then you get to the day of of release, as it were. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we all love a day of release. And how did you feel? What was that day like? Because we went through a whole load of emotions. And yeah, I'd I'd been at work the night before, so I was at work the Sunday night. Um, so I got home at half five. So I managed. I I slept through most of the day. I'm not going to lie. I slept through most of the day. So it kind of made it a bit easier for me. But then, like, um, come the evening when it was getting closer and closer, I was getting more and more nervous and more and more. <laughs> And I was sat there going, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sat there going, my phone's going nuts from friends and stuff. And it's like, yes, yes. I'm like, I, all I did was I got my phone, I put it on the side and I left it. I was like, I'm not going to look at anything. I'm not going to touch it. I will deal with it after. We'll, we'll deal with this after. And then it started and I was, yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was excited. Um, it, and just to see the one thing I did discover though, I do not like my voice. Oh, really? Oh. And yet you here you are on a podcast. And lucky and you get to hear all over again soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was really quite strange to hear yourself on the TV. Because obviously you have your, you know, you have your own hearing yeah. you know, how you how how your voice sounds. But then yeah, to come across on the TV, I was like, Do I really sound like that? <laughs> 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 well if that's the only negative you came away with I didn't like my voice <laughs> because we were both nervous how are we going to look I, I know it's vain but I couldn't it, remember how fat I was back in January so I was having like <laughs> meltdown number 19 of that particular month anyway um, and I was also again like you really sort of getting re- I was getting bombarded with messages well well meaning messages I'll add but they were making me really even more nervous because I was like, I don't know what you think, but I actually haven't seen it. I haven't seen a pre-screening of it. And that made me really, really nervous because I just didn't really know what to expect at all at that point. So I, I share that that feeling of general 
I don't know what what's going on, but now I'm on the roller coaster. What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I, you know, I, I was the same. It was it was all kind of what to expect, and every message I get more, it was like I don't want to look at it. <laughs> just building it up even more and it's like i'm just gonna leave it so i, I just i think from about six o'clock at night i think that night my phone i didn't touch my phone oh wow <laughs> I, I just didn't i didn't do it because it was building up though that's so much and it was like no can't do it can't do it so i just left it to the <laughs> side so i think because we we put obviously on twitter and things that it was coming up and we we put it out there in the media that we we're on it so we not only had um friends sort of messaging us about it that knew and family members and you know my, my sister had a watch party so we had like <laughs> updates through their watch party but we also had sort of people who were following us on twitter just commenting randomly on it as well so but it, i kind of we immersed ourselves we went fucking balls deep into the what was going on online and just kind of kind of rode it out and I, I think we needed to do that in a way i used it in a positive way i think yeah um i shared it i i shared my anxiety and my giddiness and my apprehension because people went on that little journey with me then I sloped off and had a bath and a glass of wine and <laughs> stared into the abyss for a bit and then then I think I felt ready because then I just kind of calmed right down when we just sat there and let it all happen so you watch the show and then you breathe a sigh of relief one assumes <laughs> <laughs> even just getting through it yeah what, what was good about it what worked for you I think what worked for me was obviously as um, a single guy I, I i like the fact that you know they showed me malika and siobhan you know talking and chatting and lying on the bed and all this because there'd been a lot when that uh, clip came out on facebook there was a lot of people going oh that guy because obviously i was in that second clip with siobhan when she's getting in the hot tub quite a bit and they're like oh you know I, I bet he was just trying to kick her out and that would have been i would have been scared and things like that you know and it wasn't like that at all so I think when the show aired and that was kind of shown across as it was, that was I that was that was very positive. I enjoyed that. And certain like like you, you know, certain questions were asked to me and it was like, mm, I'm not too keen on answering those kind of questions, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to kind of stumble through it in the best way I can without trying to come across as a, a, a an idiot. Um, so, yeah, it was it was I enjoyed the fact that the clips that they did show of me um made it also it was very short but the fact that i was on the cross um you know that was that was obviously something that i was unsure whether they'd show but they did that in a very kind of tasteful way as well because when you're on the cross and faces between it and there's a camera right there in your face it's <laughs> it's <a bit> kind of <laughs> off-putting <laughs> yeah <it's fair. laughs> um, but no i i, I think uh, it just kind of came across really well, and I think that's what that's what I enjoyed the most because as a single guy on the scene, it's, it's, it can be hard. So to come across in such a positive light was 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 good for me, which is what I enjoyed. Excellent, and the bit that you've been waiting uh, for, I was getting to that you wanted to dish straight away. What would you change? <laughs> what what wasn't so yeah, good what for wasn't you? Wasn't so good. Yeah, I think the big thing for me um, was um, possibly the way that some of it was shown cleaning up. Um, mm-hmm. You know the club. Yeah especially you know with, with pants and bras and condoms everywhere mm. you know um it is it, it's not always a true reflection of a club that not all clubs are like that in in those kind of some uh, don't even know, clean up kind of <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> not, and i think that was that was one thing that I, I i didn't like about it because that's not that's not always what a club is in the morning after i mean i've i've i, te- I tend to to stay overnight at, at 
the JD is the club that I go to. Um, I hire out one of the playrooms for the night. Um, they're very kind to allow me to do that. And it's not like that when you wake up in the morning. You know, you don't go around, you go around the club and stuff in the morning, getting coffee and whatnot, and having a shower. And it's not like that. There's not these bits all over the place mm. and stuff. So I weren't too keen on that because it, it seemed to me that that's what anyone would think that the whole everybody that goes to a club's like. And we're not all like that. We can all clean up after ourselves. A bit yeah. of spray, a bit of bit of bit of spray, a bit of bottle and, and <laughs> clean up some of the things that you've, uh, <laughs> some of the messes that have been made. And I just, that that's one thing I weren't too keen on. So after this, we should give you the new name, new nickname of Mr. Muscle then. Just uh, <laughs> your clean up abilities. It's funny you should say that. I went to a fancy dress once when I was a kid as Mr. Muscle. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the original one, anyway, with the glasses popped out. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I do agree with you. I th- I thought it was a bit of a shame that they they sensation sensationalise the gritty kind of uh, detritus that's left over from presumably people's terrible sex antics and you're like come on it's really not that sleazy it doesn't yeah. need to be portrayed like that and you that was say a shame. that right so i i can recall a time where we stayed <laughs> oh, in a yurt <laughs> that's and, different and the next day that was de- carnage that was carnage <laughs> i've not seen so many but, all right but no that's no different really to what what's different to enjoying a night of passion in your own bedroom with your own betrothed that's All true. right, and you you know that, but it's not specific to the fact you go to a sex club, but but it should be shown like that. You could just get get just as much you know carnage from just having a night with your your fellow. Or to your be fair, though, we have learned that we can't leave condoms in the bin on the floor because Yoko will come along and eat them. <sighs> Bloody trash and panda! Then, yeah, then true. we end up with a five hundred quid wet spill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, okay, we've learned yeah, the hard way. <laughs> like things like that. Yeah. She really did, really did like it, but didn't like yakking them up, fortunately. So that was one of your uh, not so great observations then about that bit. Was there anything else that you, you kind of wished or, or thought wasn't, didn't quite happen in the way you thought it should? I don't think so. Um, I think for me, from my point of view, obviously everyone's just that, that, that to part yourselves included will be, will be different. Um, but from my point of view, I think that was the only thing that kind of didn't kind of come across for me. Everything else I thought was, was portrayed quite well and... I think it was difficult because I was kind of expecting half of what to happen happen because obviously we were part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, I thought it was, it was edited and put together very well um, it, on the whole. But I, I don't think there was anything else that kind of stood out for me as to to what might have been negative. I've had a lot of questions and a lot of things about the brave broken people and that whole kind of side of it but you know that's just what's led me and these other people into the world into the lifestyle and but that for me that wasn't i didn't find that negative for me because that was that's been my experience i was asked about my experiences in there and that's what they were that is what's led me to the scene but yeah i, th- I think everything else was was portrayed well also a couple of questions about my nipples being shaved and it's like you know well you know i had that a couple of times the women shaved their nipples and it's like well when you've got one or two black hairs because you're not overly hairy mad <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's what they took away from it. <laughs> He's shaving nipples. Yes, many of the men in the lifestyle tattoo hairs onto the nipples to make them look hairy. Swinging <laughs> <laughs> misconceptions 101. It is. One of the things we've been asked a lot was, was it staged and was it real? Oh, I know. And this comes up, and, and I think we, we've had a lot about broken people and we've had a lot about how much of this was genuine. Now, we, we've talked about on our show already about the night and why the night was quiet. So, you know, we've talked about the storms and the roadblocks and the the fact that people had to be on camera and the fact that it was Sunday night. But our experience was really that everything was 
was real. We weren't prompted to do things. Sure, we were asked questions um, and asked to, you know, give answers on that. And there were kind of moments where we were for sort of pickup shops, we were asked to do things like make a cup of tea 42 times and all this sort of stuff. But on the whole, uh, um, <laughs> it was real for us. And was your experience the same? Yeah, it was. It was exactly the same. Um, I got the same kind of questions because I spent a lot of time in the forums and there was a lot of discussions about it and a lot of people going, ah, oh, they were actors, they were staged. And I was like, yeah, I guarantee you now I'm no actor. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got a lot of those kind of things from people. Oh, I was staged, you would do this, this, this. Like, no, like yourselves, I was asked to do certain things, like iron my shirt, mm-hmm. but it was all based around the things that I'd do the day that I go to a club, yeah, you know, to a, to an event, that was what it was aimed around. So the things that I did, so went and got my hair cut and all this, and shaved and prepared, and at no point did they say, "Oh, do this, do that." It, it was a case of, it was basically, this is what I do, this is my routine before I go to a club for a night, and and like you, I was just asked questions along the light on the way, and when we were at the club, it was very much the same. It was very much a case of right, you're in the club. What would you normally do? So, and I just went around exactly the same as what I I, I probably normally would around the club. There was a scene where I was sat there at the bar, seeming on my own with a drink. That's that's kind of what I do. I could, you know get there. I I gauge the room. Yeah. You know, mm. gauge the room and 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 understand who's there, the type of people that are there, and where I can kind of go, who I can go and kind of talk to. That's So there was nothing at that any point that I felt was staged. I mean, I, there were, I, they were trying to kind of push me and Malika to, to kind of play yeah. on, on the camera, but she wasn't comfortable with it. And that was fine. I wasn't, I wasn't overly comfortable with it and that was fine. So we, we discussed it and we talked about it. I mean, the, the one thing they, they did miss out, which I'm surprised actually was, um, I gave, we got out of the, the hot tub and, and me and Malika went off and, and relaxed and I, I gave her a massage while we were there. Um, so I'm surprised you cut that one out to be fair. <laughs> oh, that's uh, quite nice. But yeah, but so yeah, I, at no point was I asked to do yeah. anything. And if there was something that we were talking about that I wasn't comfortable being on the show, I would merely go to Tom. This isn't, this doesn't go on film, mm-hmm. and he goes, "That's fine." And we talk, and I'd say a bit, and then that was it. And then I go, "Okay, we're done." And then he'd carry on filming again. So there were parts that were never filmed that we talked about, mm-hmm. which is like you know certain private, personal things that that. Well, I wasn't comfortable being shared. And, you know, likewise for her. So I don't know whether that was the same for you two, if there was bits you weren't comfortable. I think, I mean, to be fair, we're slightly in a, in a lucky mm. position in that we kind of talk every day um, yeah. and do not like to each other, just to each other, but on the show and we do the podcast and all this sort of stuff. So we're, we're kind of, we were a little bit into media mode with it. Not all the time, but yeah. there was a bit of a, we know our story because we've told it a lot. Yeah. So we kind of, automatically go into what's okay. Now, some of those questions were, um, weren't kind of to our tastes or it was asked in a way that felt a bit sensationalist. So we kind of, whilst we tried to play along with that as much as we could and felt comfortable, there were moments where we went, you know what, that's not, that doesn't feel like us. And that doesn't show us in, in the way that we'd like to be shown. Yeah, so, agree. you know, we did, we did mention that a couple of times. One of the things I did want to, to, to ask you about actually was one of the things that we felt wasn't such a great experience perhaps, but, but maybe it was done by design was that we didn't get to meet everyone being filmed before we yeah. went into the club. Yes. And I'd have loved to have done that. I'd have yeah. loved to have spo- spoken to everyone and just shared a drink and just said okay what was it like for you guys because it, we almost had to work out who was yeah. whom by sort of following the cameras 100%, in a way i agree with you i really wanted to meet everybody 
and just just share like a, a quick drink and say hello and it'd been good yeah i i was the same um i kind of got i think i was one of the last ones to be filmed out of the you know the, the group and then you know i was getting snippets of him saying oh, i've got this woman that's done this and <laughs> this and this and it's like okay but i was not allowed to know who they were either <laughs> and then on the day when we were at the club we were all given set times that we were kind of told mm. to go we, we were introduced into the club so but yeah it would have been it would have been fantastic to have obviously sat down and, and spoke to people beforehand um but again i think they wanted to try and get what is an initial reaction when you walk into a club and rather than introduce already to people when you go into a club you might not necessarily know anyone when you go in there anyway so i, I think that's the kind of angle that they wanted to go from yeah and i think you know had we all met each other first we might have been building strategies oh what a horrible phrase but kind <laughs> of a, like a bit of a yeah. A battle plan. W one thing that, that that also was a bit upsetting. That so the next day we had a bit of a family crisis. So we mm -hmm. um, before we went to do the photographs for the, which which is fantastic. I love that uh, the advert yeah. picture that they, they took, and I'd love to see more of those. I'd like to see if you have a nine hundred and fifty because there were uh, quite a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be great to see those. But we, we had to head off because yeah. um, Carolyn's mum was was really sick. Mm -hmm. um, and and we literally had to to run. In fact, we weren't even going to do the photographs. We we were literally changed in our jeans and t-shirts, which is why we're not as dressed up as every other bugger in that that picture. Um, and and we're pretty much had the engine running so we could skedaddle. And it was a yeah. shame actually because we wanted to spend some time with people and just chat and get to know everybody a little bit better, having gone through this experience. So it was kind of a tricky situation because obviously really poorly parent is definitely needed to our attention. I didn't even know they were doing that the next day though, to be fair. They did tell us oh, well, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got told yeah quite a bit that because I took what I did was I took an extra white shirt with me. Iron uh, 52 times. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, no, I took an extra white shirt for me for the photos for the morning just because don't know what's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. A white shirt in a club could anything. So I took an extra one for those photos in the morning with me. And that's the one that I wore in the, uh, in the, for the photo shoot. I was quite interested when, when that came out, that, that photo that they used came out. I was interested to understand, uh, why it was me that was the one that was facing the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because obviously it was done in so many different ways as you know yeah. different directions different people looking different ways all looking at camera this that and the other so i was interested to know why <laughs> i was the one who was looking at the camera and not just that but why every time in those um short two clips that were on facebook that were released and, and things was i naked <laughs> I messaged Tom and said, "I've got a quick. I know I'm going to see it. I know I'm going to see it tomorrow. I think I messaged him on the Sunday. But I've got a question: Am I naked ninety percent of the time while I'm on the TV?" <laughs> he said, "Yeah, fifty-fifty. It's a good job you tattooed those uh, nipple hairs on, isn't it? Then really? <laughs> it's a good job they were there, you know." <laughs> So before we sort of wrap up the the show element, what I'm really interested in is how has it impacted you? What's been the the fallout of of having been on the show? Have family and friends reacted? Have people been positive? What's been the story? So I've had a couple of messages from from friends um, that have been said to me, you know, well done, fan, great for for putting yourself out there like that, fantastic, really good. I've got some old school friends that I'm in a uh, like a, a big WhatsApp group with because we meet at least once a year as a big group that I used to go to school with. 
Um, you know, and I've got some of them going, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. It was great, really well. I've got um, my account on, on Fab kind of blew up a little bit <laughs> uh, for a single for a single guy anyway it blew up i mean i think I, I woke up the morning after on the tuesday i think i had around uh, 50 messages um wow. from all kinds of different people which obviously as a single guy is very unheard of mm. uh, and i do i answer every single message because someone's taken the time to message me i take the time then to message back yeah some of them in a slightly different way, <laughs> imagine. Um, but I take that time because obviously I don't get a lot of messages as a single guy, so I, I make sure I, I make sure I reply and message back. So, but I got a lot. It was all positive. Everything that I had was positive. Everything in the forums um, was positive. I had a few from single guys saying thank you for showing that not all of single guys are the same mm. that mm -hmm. people think we are. And uh, I've got a lot of appreciation from a lot of people and it's been really nice. You know, I felt really, really honored and, and humbled by it all to these people to kind of message me. And then last weekend when I went to Swing Fest at HU9, um, that was interesting because as always, you know, it was, a, even though it was just the, the social side of it to me is sitting down, it was very well organized and a very good, very good event. I had people kind of, you know, coming up to me when I was getting a drink or whatnot going, Oh, you were on the TV. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they're asking, and then they're asking the questions, the similar kind of questions that a lot of people are asking and uh, which has been nice. And, you know, and it's nice to be appreciated like that from a lot of different people. And I found myself talking to a lot more couples as well um than i did before because obviously as single guys that's something that is very rare um to find yourself in that kind of a scenario with a couple in that dynamic but i've had them messaging me which is uh, yeah it's unheard of it's, it's <laughs> unreal um but fantastic it has been very positive Excellent. We, we've had quite a lot of new people get in touch actually which has been really cool um you know they they'd seen the the show mm -hmm. they'd kind of found out who we were because um, you are literally known now as bisexual carolyn <laughs> bisexual thanks to Carol. the wonderful media coverage bisexual carolyn and, said and um <laughs> spelling nazi simon <laughs> you and your semi i'm quoted in the telegraph that you know <laughs> which is quite amusing um but lots of new people have been in touch asking how can they get started what what can they do how, you know what is this real is it is it a, a lifestyle they can be part of? And that's been really interesting just to kind of help people on the way and kind of sort of give them a bit of nudge or a bit of an advice. Not that we're, we're not experts by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's a slight shame that they're asking the questions now when there's a pandemic, which is a shame because yeah. actually it would be so nice to be able to give people um, that kind of um, impetus to go, right, this is, this is brilliant and you should do this, this and this and this is how you can do it. Oh, there's a pandemic. When this is over, you should do this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's, that's, you know. that's the hardest, isn't it? Yeah. That's the hard. Because I've had I had the same, I had a few people that are, are quite new and stuff on on Fab and things and like, oh, how 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 do you do this, this, how do you approach, what do you do, this, that, and the other. And I said it's difficult. I said it's difficult. It's a difficult time for people to join the the scene that that have mm. always been curious about it and have seen the show and it's kind of all right, I I'm ready to give it a go. So it's very difficult to kind of get people to understand the the lifestyle and really kind of delve into it as as much as I have or or, or you have or anyone else before um, lockdown has. For me, it's I, I enjoy going to the clubs, but obviously you can't really do that. 
no. uh, at the minute. Um, you know, you can go, a few clubs are open because they've got licensed bars. So you can go and it's basically like going to a pub. So you can be around the like-minded people. Um, but a lot of them, you can't. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a while yet as well before for a lot of the clubs opening. It kind of returns to any form of normality on the scene. But I, I, I will always say to people, first experience, you know, you go along to a club, go along to a club and, and just talk to people. Mm-hmm. Because you learn so much more face to face talking to people than I could ever tell you, because everyone's experience is different. Everybody's experience is different. Absolutely, um, from singles to to couples and everything. So that's why going around and speaking to all these different people gives you their experience. It gives you a bit more of a knowledge about the scene and and what it's about from listening and talking to a lot of people. So yeah, it has been difficult that. That's definitely what we'd say. I mean, we we often recommend going to sort of the big socials that happen around the country, getting to know people, chatting it through and just asking your questions because, and this is one of the things, you know, and I said this in the show, like anything can make you jealous or react differently, but the more you explore talking about it and the more you kind of figure stuff out, the less chance there is of that happening or the more, the better equipped you are to be able to handle it if it does. So it's kind of, you're just equipping yourself. So I'm hoping though, this is, this you know, that people will be interested and once things, um, you know, calm down and things are safer, that that people will be a little bit more interested in, in, in having exciting adventures and trying new things. So, you know, they've been locked indoors for best part Mm -hmm. of a year now. So when, hopefully when this ends or calms down, people will be like, actually, I'm, I'm a lot more open to going out and finding out these exciting things and seeing what we can try. And plus we said, you know, one of the best things I think the show has done uh, is it's it's brought it to life in a in a way where it's acceptable to talk about things which previously were really unorthodox and actually why you know very taboo. So at least it's bringing life to a subject that you know some people really really get a lot from. So if that's good, it's good that it's brought it into the spotlight in in a kind of oh these are normal people and this is just a hobby essentially, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's you know that's 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 what it is. It is effectively you know it's a hobby that you you enjoy and meeting people and it's no different. It is no different than than people going to a, a normal pub, meet their friends down the pub. It's no different. And I go to a club, I meet my friends, and I think and that's I think that's what people need to kind of experience and that are new and and understand. I mean, you could go to a club and obviously there, there's never any pressure to do anything anyway. You never go expecting to do anything anyway. And you can go there as a as a single or as a couple or with a couple of close friends that are, are on that kind of scene and, and go and enjoy the environment, enjoy the people that are there. And then if you do feel that way inclined and you fancy playing or whatnot, but you, you're not sure whether it could be with anybody else, go to a private room, lock the door and, and enjoy the moments that you've got together as a couple mm. or, or in whatever scenario. Um, but I think I think a lot of people need to experience a club. I, I agree. And I think one of the things that I really wish the show had been able to show uh, is around the friendships and around the amazing connections, because, you know, I feel really privileged to have met so many awesome people. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dear. Um, and on our travels, we met people from. We're lucky enough to have met people from around the world that we consider to be best th- friends of ours through the lifestyle. And there's, you know, we wouldn't have met those people if it weren't for this this hobby yeah, and, and those connections. We speak to those people pretty much every single bloody day, mm. and I don't think that it really conveyed that level of um, of openness and. Um, connection that you build, but you know it's a hour long plus show, and, and you know one off, and there's only so much you can cram into it. So I'm, you know, for one, very happy that they got as much in there as they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, 
like you, you know, I, I went to, when I went to Gran Canaria last year, I was on my own and I met some of the most amazing people from all walks of life that I still talk to very regularly. People from not just this country, but abroad and from around the world. And I would never have ever had the chance to meet these people and make these connections and make these friends without taking that leap, so to speak, and actually going in and opening myself up to what could be a, a very good uh, experience or mm. it could be a very negative experience. So I think that was like, like you, you would have liked it to have been a bit more about that, but there is an hour. You know, yeah. like you say, it's difficult to ram it all in, which yeah, is also yeah. the sub-theme of the show. <laughs> so that's that's a really wonderful transition, actually, because if people, particularly single guys, are taking their first steps into this world, we have with us, obviously, uh, a guy, uh, a single guy that's had a, had a bit of experience into going to clubs and into different locales. What would be your tips for a single guy? What's your top three, Martin? Well, top three, first of all, when you with your profile on 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 Faber profile, yeah, um, maybe less cockpicks. <laughs> oh, music's <laughs> my ears. God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing for me, right, the reason like, you look at my profile, there isn't one. And the reason for me is because I think when you look at when you get that and you look at that and you see it, all you'll ever see in that person is a cock. Plus, yours is on TV anyway, mate, so it's all right. <laughs> Mine didn't make it to TV. It did not appear on not. TV. I bunded quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that's I think that's a that's 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 a big tip if you're trying to contact or connect with people on 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 that kind of a level. Um, obviously, be respectful is is big one for me as well. Um, that'd be a, a, a number two is always be respectful, not just to um other people but to yourself always to yourself and i think the top i think the biggest tip would always be don't ever expect don't ever expect a lot of single guys will join this join the scene or try and join the scene just for for sex because they think ah, oh, there's a lot of women on here there's a lot of this there's a lot of that they're gagging for it they want it that's <laughs> all they want they just want that and that drives a lot of their pictures as well and you can see it that's why they've got their their, their cock on. Like, well, this is my best asset because I'm on this side. And that is not what it is. And I think a lot of single guys need to understand that, that, you know, I you can never go and, and randomly message people. And before you know it, you're meeting people left, right and center. And, you know, going to happen. That's going to happen. I'm going to live out my wildest fantasies with all these different people because it's all about the sex. I think a lot of single guys need to understand that. Uh, it's not. And I've, I think I understood it very early. Um, because of my experience in Gran Canaria, because of the people I meet. I've been very fortunate in my journey, because obviously it is, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey that we're all on one way or another. And, you know, I, I, I realized that very early on. And I think sometimes guys need that. They need that realization that just because you've created a profile and you're in this scene, that you, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. So you've always got to never, ever go expecting. I mean, I never send... On Fab, I never send the message. I never send the first message to anybody, couples, single females or anything. I never send the first message, mostly because trying to make yourself stand out in a message is hard. And you, you they, they get bombarded anyway with a lot of crap. So I, I spend my time in the forum. And the thing is, you should never, ever, ever expect anything to happen. Even if you're on a meet, even if you go to a meet, someone was to, before this, if I was going on a private meet, I would never expect in that either. And I think that's the big thing. It's a fine line, isn't it? Because you want to build excitement for it, but yeah. you should never expect. So it's kind of almost that kind of 
building a level of fun and mm. interest and excitement. But, but that's but when never, it starts crossing that yeah. line of confidence and arrogance that we talked about earlier when you know confidence <laughs> is very attractive and a little bit of arrogance it can be you know quite compelling as well but the worry is when that you know it turns into utter arrogance and that there's that level of expectation like you say that just because you're on a meet you're going to have some sex it doesn't always translate that way does it but it's all about understanding i think a lot of it is understand about uh, understanding people yeah understand body language i think if you can understand people and body language you go for a social you know within the first 30 seconds whether it's going to develop into anything further mm-hmm. um, and I think if someone tries to prolong that 30 seconds, it, it's it's never going to be good. And that's when the arrogance kind of comes out in people a lot more. I think go for a social, you have a drink, you have some, you know, there's not, a, there's very few times I actually go for something to eat. It's normally a drink um, because a lot of people aren't comfortable eating in front of new people. <laughs> and and that's just, especially from a male to a female point of view, a lot of females aren't comfortable eating in front of a male for the first time they meet, even just for that kind of a thing. And I, I, I understand body language quite well. And as long as you can read that body language, you know where it's going to go. So you can you can then kind of gauge that and make that first move if the other person is nervous, as in go for a kiss and, and things like that. It's been a lot easier lately because I've, you know, I've, I've had a few socials lately, uh, meeting some lovely people, a few drinks, uh, went for cream tea for two with one lady and it's a lot easier because you don't have to kind of gauge anything because you know that's as far as it's going yeah yeah so it it becomes a lot more relaxed plus um, it's a lot harder to lunge in for a kiss with a mask on yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) kissing with a mask on is is quite hard or a big screen in front of you trying to kiss a big window yeah (laughs) (laughs) actually i agree that's that's an uh, almost a nice segue into maintaining that um, the social life that you're talking about as being such a good part of it, but with yeah. the, the knowledge that no one's going to feel awkward because it can't go anywhere really because yeah. pandemic and all that. So that's quite quite a nice kind of, oh, I can breathe a sigh of relief and this this will only ever be as, as social as it is right now. So. And if you're going to build excitement over the course of the next, what, six months, <laughs> by the time you do meet up, you're going to know pretty quick how it's going to go. Oh, imagine what this will be like in 15 months' time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, that's it. I mean, I've found myself being talking to a few people now for like five months. We've been talking pretty much every day. And we've built up, we've, I've built up more of a friendship. So it kind of gets to the point that it's like, you're a friend now. I don't know whether I can actually. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I I did want to ask you about or ask you about was around um, what people wear and what single guys wear. Because I think, you know, we're talking about the the, the photograph from earlier and mate, you look, you look like a well polished up dude there in that picture. And and throughout the course of the show, you come across very well. Yeah. Man in a suit. So it's good. What's your feelings on fashion? Well, to be fair, I think, the first, regardless of whatever happens or what anybody says, your first judgment on someone is what they look like. That is always your first instinct judgment. It, people will say, oh, no, I look for this, I look for that. You don't. You're your first instant thing. So if you, for instance, turn up to a meet in like shabby trainers, a tatty old T-shirt and some jeans, you're going to be perceived as not very nice to kind of want to be with or spend time with. I always end up, if I go for a private meet, I'll end up in a shirt and maybe some jeans, uh, like some smart jeans and some shoes. I've had a couple where I've actually wore trousers and a shirt. I always, always, whenever I go to a club, I will always be in a suit because you'll see guys turn up, jeans, t-shirt, trainers, whatever, and it's like you're not really, be- you're not really approachable. 
as a guy, you're not approachable in that sense. So I think if you make that effort, because women make take so much effort in getting ready, especially to go to a club, mm-hmm. l- lingerie selection, makeup, what they're going to wear over the top, shoes i best take extra shoes in case these ones hurt my feet <laughs> see told <laughs> you, know, you. <laughs> that's but that's but that's the effort that women go to and a bloke just goes to his wardrobe chucks on a t-shirt and some jeans i just think that 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 shows laziness to me at least the minimum you're going to do at least is put a shirt on with some smart jeans that's that should be that should be the minimum and because uh, i think i grew up obviously going to nightclubs where if you didn't have shoes and trousers on as a man you weren't getting in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now you go into a town now and they're walking in in hoodies and trainers. <laughs> so, you know, and I think the whole, that, that whole kind of life's changed. So, but that stuck with me. So I will always put shoes and, and trousers on. So in your head, you're always going to Ritzy. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ritzy's exactly what it is. Um, so I, I always, I, and I'm not being funny, but I enjoy wearing a suit. It makes me feel nice. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Where else, as a man, can you wear a suit? If you don't work in an office, where else can you wear a suit? Job interview. Very- <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is a bit like a job interview in a way, isn't it? Because you are putting yourself in front of selling someone. Yourself, you yeah. are selling yourself and you want to put on your best show. Best version of you. Yeah, because so. if, you know, if you're not doing that, how are they supposed to like you? Plus, I think you're right, Martin, actually. The, the nicest part is knowing that you have made that effort and actually that makes you feel much more in your that mindset is I've done my best version of me and I feel good now and I feel ready although we, yeah. I, I must say we do we do know uh, somebody who can put a suit on and that thing looks crumpled the second he puts that <laughs> fucking suit on what he needs is Martin's ironing service yeah. where he irons <laughs> shirts for 52 hours <laughs> Tell him to send it to me, I'll clap. clap. We will promote your ironing service. (laughs) (laughs) I applaud the suit. I really do. I think men look fabulous in a suit, or at least better than they would in, yeah, scruffy jeans. I think think you're right that there is something around... not being a child and and actually taking control of dressing yourself and looking the part. And, you know, I I think it doesn't have to be a suit. Like you say, it could be just smart jeans and a, and a shirt or a, or, or put some effort into getting a different pair of shoes that, because it's a talking point, isn't it, as well? So if you come in and you look smart and you've got something awesome, I mean, I... Well, I your shoes are, yeah. My shoes are a bit weird now. <laughs> Some, not weird. Somebody got some point. new shoes. They may have a lot of silver on them. I <laughs> love them. <laughs> They're a bit rock and roll, these ones. But even down to... Um, people ask me about the braces that I was wearing yeah. when we were doing the show, because I, I was like, yeah. I thought that's a, it's a little bit of a talking point. It gives someone an in. And if, if that's all you need to do, then... For, for the 30 seconds it takes to put them on or go, oh, these go well, do it. I think you guys actually have quite a hard time sometimes because as, as women, you know, we can we can really bring out the bling if we have to and we, we spend ages with all the nice underwear and the pretty dresses and my shoes. You guys, bless you, what you've got some options of a suit or some trousers and a shirt. <laughs> there is a, a lack of sort of like yeah. underwear items though, not underwear yeah, items, but like, so, you know, you can strip down to your shorts, fine, okay, but, there's no, you can't like wear shorts and a vest or something. Do you know what well, I mean? You could, not, but it's <laughs> probably not going to do the, the be business. Quite is the it? talking point. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of old fashioned dude going for a swim. You're like a stripy, <laughs> you know, I'm going to lift some weights after this. Stripy knee length shorts. And yeah. A stripy- a strappy vest. <laughs> <laughs> please, please wear that outfit. Find it. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no. I mean, even even to be fair, even in a club, even when I'm in the club, you know, a lot of people will be, a lot of men will be either wandering around in a towel or, like you say, boxes. My trousers always stay on. Unless I'm in a room, unless we're, I'm doing this, my trousers will always stay on. And I've I've, I've lost my shirt once, um, but that's, I just took it off and it went on the dance floor because I, I, I spend most of my night dancing. But that's as far as mine will go. I will not, unless it's a dress down club where you have to, mm. like mm. it is, when you go into that playroom, you have to dress down, which is fine. I've got no problem with that. But within the common areas, I will be in my trousers. Mostly because you don't want to get them creased. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who wants to wear these creased trousers? No one wants to iron some bloody trousers. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all about it's all about presenting your way yourself in a way that will make people come to you. Because a lot of people have come to me and spoke to me, initiated conversation with me because of my suit, because of what I'm wearing, rather than just I'm walking around in my jeans and t-shirt. And no, I'm not really looking approachable. I'll have my suit on, my tie and everything. And people will come to me and approach me, which is fantastic, which feels good. You know, it feels nice, um, especially as a single guy. Excellent. So I, I'm going to chuck out one more top tip for single guys before we, we round up the show today. So my this is a real personal pet peeve of mine. Um, okay. It's read the fucking profile. <laughs> so if you're messaging someone... Just, and I'm, this isn't directed to you, uh, you at all, sir, but if you're a single guy and you're messaging a couple or, or a single female, whomever, read their fucking profile and <laughs> just take it on board. Just don't skim the pretty pictures. Have a look and see what they're after. Have a look and see what the personality is like, because that can lead you to a wealth of information. People put effort in there for a reason, and that's to guide the right people to 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 come to them mm -hmm. you know if they say we don't like single guys and that's the first line of their profile don't write to them or if they say that they're after people that are over six foot tall and you're five foot three gives you a hint doesn't it so it, it's going to automatically save you some effort those uh, yeah. i absolutely get that people can take a chance on things and that's great i understand that but actually if you read it and you realize that there's a couple that reply and you there go you send a message going hey there sexy hey Howie, babe hey babe <laughs> and then there's me replying to that message going i'm great thanks lover it feels just weird so you know i i, I can't stress enough to to look at someone's profile and get a sense of whether you think you might be a good match. And that goes for everybody, I suppose, not just single guys, but it's particularly pertinent for single guys because we get, in fact, we had one yesterday with Hay, didn't we? Which oh. was, which was great. And you know, it's. What can do with that? Are you looking, are you looking for Hay? Yeah. Hay. Hay. <laughs> do you mean a role in the Hay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, well, it wasn't even spelt right. I mean, you know, and how oh, can yeah. you spell Hay wrong? There's only so many things you Maybe can do. Maybe he did literally mean Hay then. Maybe. Hey. Hey. Was trying to sell you hey yeah or well, he's more like hey girl <laughs> <laughs> he snaps the fingers in the air it was fine but, but yeah that's that's my uh thought see i see i, I i've had the same so i i always always look one of the first things i look at is is what they're looking for because a lot of couples for instance will say not looking for single guys mm. okay fair enough bye bye i won't even i won't even you know entertain any more of that that profile uh but it's interesting you say that as well because um, I'm, I'm friends, very good friends with, uh, a couple that don't live too far away from me. And they said that obviously the only reason that they chose out of all the people that they wanted to potentially meet, the reason they chose me to meet was because I was the only single guy 
that addressed him as well as her. Absolutely. Because we were in our own little private kick group and, and things like that. And whenever he came on, I was the only one that would ever say hello to him. The other single guys would kind of be ignorant to the fact that he's there. It's like, but this is a couple. If you want to be introduced effectively, you want to be introduced into their relationship. You have to, you have to respect both. Yeah. And it's important that if, if I fancied it and, you know, I fancied going for a pint and he's around, I could go and have a pint with him and we could just go down the pub, have a pint, have a drink, have a chat. Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily with, with, with his partner. And that's important to me, but the same vice versa so that he can feel that if he's in the area, we can go for a pint. It's important. And the same with her as well. That, 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 that same goes, but I was, they met, chose to, they wanted to meet me because I was the only one that addressed them both. That's there really go. good advice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Read the room, isn't it? It's it, absolutely. Yeah. Can't stress mm. it enough. And I, you know, that goes for everything in the lifestyle though. I think people have gone to the efforts of, of putting the details out there. It's worth reading because it just gives you a clue and it gives you an in. I mean, this is, you know, if we put on our thing that we like Star Wars and Harry Potter, which we, you know, probably do put that on a profile. I mean, the chances are, if you like those things, you go, oh, I love Star Wars and Harry Potter. I like the Star Wars pants you're wearing in this. Didn't mm. you think the last film was a pile of tosh? Or whatever? Yeah. It gives you an in. It gives you a way of, of, of crossing that awkward gap that's there. And going straight into a conversation that's actually meaningful to that couple. Mm. Although, you know, how meaningful that discussion would be, I don't know. Because, you know, it was very mixed, that last Star Wars film. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I think we're going to wrap up the show in just a moment. Martin, if you want people to find you in the world, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on I'm on Fab. Um, Username's Moreno0969, which wasn't my choice. I was forced to have the six nine at the end uh, <laughs> 69 <laughs> or or i'm i'm on facebook um martin moreno melgar it's a mouthful i know um Aye, aye. Uh, they're, they're, the, they're the places that I can be found to be fair excellent well if people want to get in touch please please uh, get in touch with Martin if not send us a message and we'll we'll sling it his way in fact it will send all of our messages his way for a while because he's so polite and good and at reading them our ironing <laughs> and our ironing <laughs> send, send your ironing <laughs> new business suits for us he's fine he's got it covered mate it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you you've been been sensational and i think we've given a lot of uh, lovely tips to all the people yeah. out there in the in podcast land yeah anything else you want to add before we close this mother down i just thank you very much for, for inviting me to be part of your podcast uh, i appreciate it i'm very honored uh, full-on media mogul now mate <laughs> he's really getting this uh you're hanging with a single guy thing isn't he? he is he's doing <laughs> doing well mrs h do you want to do your thing i do well um thank you very much for hopping into our bed 